Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. And, and today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is LinkedIn. I really do think LinkedIn is one of the most underutilized platforms. You need to stop wasting your time on TikTok. Stop wasting your time on Instagram. Come to LinkedIn if you want to build and recession-proof your career. And to do this, I actually want to tell a story of, of our guest really quick and um, kind of why I'm so excited that he's here today. So, Joel... Lalgi, man, I hope I said it right. Correct me, Joel. Lalgi, Lalgi, yeah. So Joel, um, he, we've con been connected for about a year now. So, and when he first connected uh, for me, I remember that he was engaging in my content, and he even at, we even scheduled time to talk for thirty minutes. And I really respect when people like add value first, which means that they connect, they engage with the content before just sending a flat out message. And then if they want to connect and I, and I recognize them because they've been engaging with the content, I would love to, you know, I have no problem uh, dedicating my time because here's the thing, right? Like the most valuable resources that anybody has is time. And if you're just asking for time right away without building or depositing into the, the bank account, you're not going to get anywhere. And so I really respect that you did that. And so, um, and then I've, I've been seeing your content more and more on LinkedIn and see you grow. And honestly, man, from one day to another, I just noticed you've, your engagement's off the roof, your content's even like amazing. And, and then you, what caught my attention was that you put out this little game plan, right? And, and I will, I'm going to actually have a link to that post so that everybody can look at that post um, on the show notes. But when I read that, how you executed it, and I do like 80% of it, I, I failed to do one thing we're going to talk about. It. I'm going to be very vulnerable in this episode. Um, I was like, he executed that strategy on me and I respect him 10 times more for it. Right. Like, <laughs> and it, it was awesome. And then see how much engagement and growth you have and to see that your views and momentum has really led to you starting this business because now you have so much visibility and you're an influencer in this platform is awesome. So uh, you you're the founder of now headhunter media. And so 
Joel, man, welcome to the podcast. Man, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, man? How are you doing? Yeah, man. Well, first of all, it's great to be here. And uh, I got a little funny story of my, myself. So I, I know I connected with you uh, through a mutual connection that we had. And I, I forget how it went down, but I, I think I got confused with like your school's initials. And um, it's UCF. And I thought yeah. I thought you had... You had said, yeah, like, did you go to UCF? And I was like, yeah, man, I saw that fight. That was awesome. And it's because I just got really confused with the UFC. So yeah. I remember that. And then I remember feeling really dumb that I didn't know uh, how you guys were connected. So uh, so anyway, but yeah, so a little bit of background on me. I, I graduated from college about 11 years ago, and it was right in the heart of uh, the 2008 recession. So a very similar time to now. And I found myself pretty quickly in like just a rut in my career where I was, I started as like a sales internship, uh, you know, got into sales, got into uh, the banking industry. I was a retail banker. So I was a personal banker working at a bank. And um, it was great in terms of giving me the skills that I needed. But it was, you know, just working for a huge corporation. I, I just worked at this huge bank. Nobody cared about me. My managers didn't care about me. And, um, you know, just really definitely like just more of that rat race environment. So I did that for about five years and then I worked, started working in uh, the recruiting industry and the recruiting industry for anyone out there that doesn't know is a super fun industry and you can make a lot of money. Uh, but it's also kind of a notoriously shady industry and people stab each other in the backs. Um, you get ghosted a lot by people and it's, it's a kind of the ultimate hustle that, that you can get into and um and so i i've done i've been in that industry for about five years but i, I just saw a huge need for people within that industry to uh, get away from just this cold calling sales hustle burnout mentality and really get more focused on social selling and growing a business using social media and um and so that's how i got involved in linkedin that's how that's how we connected and i i spent probably the last 13 to 15 months just really developing strategies on how to kind of like kind of like you said just how to provide value to people quickly and develop a connection that leads to a relationship which then leads to referral business which is business where you know somebody that knows someone and you get connected up and and really just develop uh, almost like a, a business uh, development strategy centered around community as opposed to uh, just a business development strategy that's all about cold calling. Um, so, so that's kind of that's kind of what I'm passionate about now. My, my whole mission is to really reshape that industry and and really help people within a recruiting agency agency world sell their story and um, and and just kind of get away from that that hustle and and kind of the the bad name that that industry has. So, that is me in a what was that like a two minute nutshell? <laughs> yeah, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting, you know, by the way, I also get uh, confused UCF at UFC, but I think it's because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I, um, I, I think, I, but I'm self-diagnosed, by the way, so I've, I don't even know if I really am. <laughs> self-diagnosed. I, I think that, I, that would happen with my name then? It, it must have been a, a Oh, yeah. Oh, 1,000%. Oh, 1, like, I, I, I <laughs> dude, I, 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 I say I read a lot, but like, I can't, like, I'm, I, I struggle 
I have short attention span. I mean, I have so many issues, man. I don't even want to get started. <laughs> All right. I'm with you. I'm with you there, man. No, no doubt there. Oh man. But I honestly, man, it's so like, I, like I was telling you before we, we, we started recording, like I spent six months in recruiting and I, and I've I met a lot of recruiters and everybody seems to be burnt out three to five years yeah. within it. Like, it's like, it's this, you're burnt out. Everybody then takes a huge pay cut and becomes an internal recruiter. Um, and yeah. they're okay with the pay, pay cut because they just don't want, they don't want the grind anymore. You know, that cold calling, that calling companies, if you're in the sales side of it, calling candidates, if you're in the candidate side of it. And I, I think, you know, like when I, so I started my podcast while I was in the, in the recruiting agency and a podcast was a really great way for me to get to know decision makers. Right. So a lot of my early guests, if you were go back to listen, like um, we're actually decision makers that can help the staffing agency. And at, at one point, right. Um, anyways, like I'm, I'm digressing here, but lo- long term, I really did see that the same need that you saw. I just never stayed in the recruiting uh, industry for long enough to do it. But there is definitely a need for a like recruiters to build community, to be the go to person, whether it's in their city or in tech or healthcare or, you know, whatever type of recruiting that they're specializing in and really become the go-to person. And I think the problem is that it takes time and I don't think staffing agencies have the patience for it. And and if they did a forward thinking staffing agency, I think I have a good connection for you because I, the one person comes to mind extremely forward thinking that I want to introduce you to uh, also remind me to, um, um, I think it takes a lot of forward thinking to do that. And I think it's interesting because it doesn't matter if you're in a recruiting agency or you're a college student, I think building a personal brand and in this environment that we live in now, especially in 2020, but even with the social, social media, I think I really truly believe that if you build a solid personal brand, you've recession proof, career proof, bulletproof, I mean, recession proof and bulletproof your career. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's, and it's easier it's obviously easier to do it now than it's ever been. Yeah. And more people are digi- digitally focused than they've ever been. And particularly like the decision makers, which you, you want to meet with and who are going to be o- able to open up those doors. I think the big misconception with any type of social media in general is it's all about being viral and it's all about getting the most followers. And I think if you just change your mind shit, mindset and say, you know what, I'm going to use these platforms to actually just connect with people in a real way, even if it's just one at a time, that's actually how you build community. And so what I mean by that is I know, I know people on LinkedIn, for example, I know people that have grown and have half a million followers, right? Or a hundred thousand followers. And they've done that in 12 months. Now I'm sitting there at just under 40,000 followers. So, you know, if you compare by, by the amount of followers, I don't really have the same presence that other people have. The difference is, is my, the way I've gone about building a community is it's all about what I'm doing off the platform. So it's all about my offline activity, which means I'm connecting with a lot of people, having a lot of phone calls. And not every single person I, I have a phone call with is a sales prospect. Not every single one's a candidate. Not every single person um, is just a, is a connection with, with a motive. And I think that's how you actually build any sort of community yeah. you value actual relationships. So I don't look at social media anymore as well, what's going on in that platform and what's my engagement like and what are my views? 
I literally look at it as an extension of myself. So it basically, instead of having my neighbor that I can just say hi to and, and I can, you know, I can obviously build a relationship with my neighbor pretty easily because we're close to each other. Social media just allows me to now be able to build a relationship with anybody around the world, but particularly in the US, I can connect with someone in LA, I can connect with someone in New York, I can have Zoom calls with people across the world. And you know, if you look at that 30 years ago, you just weren't able to do that in business. And so it's more to do with being able to just one-on-one -on -one create relationships. And if you do that enough over time, and if you're consistent enough with doing that over time, within five years, you have a really powerful network. And as you grow and as they grow, because uh, not everybody's going to be in the same place today as they are in five years, 10 years, if you build strong enough lasting relationships, that's going to open up an infinite amount of doors. And so to your point, most people don't have the patience with it, but it's also they don't have the right mindset because they're very focused on what can I get right now? What can I get next week? What can I get this quarter? And instead of thinking from a strategic point of view and saying, okay, Daniel, with you, for example, I don't know where you're going to be in 10 years. Maybe you're CEO of a multi-billion dollar company, or maybe you're involved with, you know, something huge in, in business. And maybe I'm in that same spot, but because we built this relationship today, there's a trust there and that's going to open doors to the future. So I think for college students, it's, it's literally is thinking like that and going, how can I use a platform like LinkedIn that has a lot of decision makers and just patiently connect with people one-on-one -on -one, build relationships because over time that's just going to exponentially increase and for me i've seen it in my engagement like like i said those people with a hundred thousand followers they don't get half as much engagement than i get with less followers but it's because i really spent time to like engage with people in a meaningful way and so i think if you're going to attack social media obviously you want to put content out you want to connect with people but the goal isn't just to connect on that platform. The goal is always to connect with them off the platform in a meaningful way. And I think that's what I've discovered and that's what's worked really well. That's how in starting a business in the first month, I've been able to get clients, set up sales meetings without doing any cold calling. It's been all referral based and it's been all incoming leads because of that community, because people are connected to me and they know me in a real way. Hey, Daniel here. Hope you're enjoying this first half of the episode. But before we move on to the second half, I wanted to share the story of Luis Guzman, a student that has gone through the academy and found so much success. Enjoy. I am here in the new office for my internship that I got thanks to the Mastering College to Career Academy. I'm with one of the um, top accounting firms in the world, and I wouldn't have done it without Master in College to Career Academy and Danielle Spatera help. Honestly, I started noticing the difference once I enrolled because previously I would apply to pretty much everywhere and I would spend two or three hours to just get the email two weeks later. Hey, I'm sorry, we decided to move forward with a different candidate. But once I enrolled and I started applying the knowledge um, that is in the modules, I started getting um, interviews and eventually offers. And I'm graduating with four internships and I got a full-time offer in San Francisco with the top accounting firm in the world a year before graduation. So I don't want you to slip on it. This is a no-brainer. It's literally step-by-step step on um, how to become an ideal candidate. I hope you all the best of luck and don't, don't think too much about it.
If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. No, no, it makes perfect sense. And I think it's something that even if you're not starting a business tomorrow, it's something that you should, as a student, you should be listening very carefully and the importance of building a brand. And we're definitely going to talk about strategies and how to grow that on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, but really understand like, it's, it's not about what they can do for you today. It's building this long mutual beneficial relationship that you can both grow and help each other throughout your careers and throughout your journey and to reach each other's goals. And, and it's going to pay off. Like I think about like, if, if, if you're a college student now and you're, and you maybe play sports growing up and think about someone that maybe plays so- was in the same soccer team with you for two or three years. And that person reaches out to you today. Would you ignore them? The odds are that you wouldn't, right? You've already built a relationship with them. Even if you haven't spoken to them in three to four years, there's already established commonality. There's already established relationship there. And I think you can really duplicate that or mimic that in a social media environment. And I think LinkedIn is such a great platform um, to do so. So I think the hardest part that I've noticed from college students is really comes down to creating content, right? And so I think for them, their, their focus might not be other than getting to the first 500 connections, because that number, right, like 500 plus, other than that, I think their priority shouldn't be to just build up like 10,000 connections. I think to me, the priority should be about attracting the right audience. But I always, the pushback is they don't even know where to start. So like, what advice do you have for creating content? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the interesting thing with content and the interesting thing about value, which is talked about a lot, is value number one is super subjective and so everybody has a different idea of what what value means so i think when it comes to creating content everybody has that it's, it's important to remember that everybody whether you're the ceo of a company whether you're the entry-level salesperson whether you're not even working and you're going into college everybody has the same mindset which is typically i don't have anything valuable to bring nothing i think is is going to be something that people are going to pay attention to uh, but the truth of it is you have to have the right mindset before you can even start producing content. And you, so you actually have to believe that what you come up with is, is valuable. And, um, and the reality is it is because I look at it and go, let's say I'm a CEO of a company and I'm, you know, whatever, 52, 53. I probably have somebody in my life that I'm close to that's in college. Uh, right. So I'm scrolling through my LinkedIn feed and there's a college student and they're talking about how to schedule, how I, how I schedule my uh, classes effectively and how I manage a part-time job or how I started a side hustle while I was in college or how I effectively built out my time so I could manage my classes. For them, obviously they're looking at that and thinking, okay, I went to college like 30 years ago, so I don't even remember what it was like, but for their, for the 18 year old or 19 year old that's in their life that's struggling with that, they can share that content with yeah. them. And it's going to be valuable. And so I, th- I think whatever stage of life you're in, there's always value in every experience that you go through. And so it's just sharing like where you're at and, and the stories that are relevant to you. And like on LinkedIn, there's 600 million users. So you know, is it going to, is it, is every single person going to look at that and go, wow, that's, yeah, man, that's a great story. Probably not, but there's always going to be someone that can, can find value. So the first step is number one, your mindset, just believing you have something to bring. And then number two, 
it's putting it out there. And then it's just, it's testing. Like everything with content is testing. So it's testing what do people respond to? What are the people in my audience? What do they respond to? And the more you do that, number one, the easier it is to start producing more content. And then number two, you just, you just, it's almost like let the response guide you to what type of content you should be putting out. And, and then the more that you do it, the more, the, the, the easier that process is going to become. And I would, I would wager to say that when I started producing content, I could have thought nobody wants to listen to this. And you know what? Nobody did for a long time for about, for about three to five months. Nobody really cared about what I was posting, but the more I did it, I just got better at seeing what are the types of things that people respond to and what are the stories from my day to day life? What are those stories? What, what, what resonates with people? So so yeah, my advice to anybody is like, just start doing it and figuring it out as you go along. And I always tell people to keep in mind that like the first time you post on any social media platform with maybe the exception of TikTok, because it's just a crazy organic for you, you're probably not going to go viral. Um, and that's great. Like you don't want everything you do to go yeah. viral. I've seen people do really dumb TikTok videos. Like their first video is just something stupid. And then it goes viral and you just think, man, they were not thinking that was going to go viral. I did. That's how it is with LinkedIn content. It's like not, you're not going to not your first post, not going to go viral. So don't worry about it too much. But each step of the way, you just learn, you learn, you learn and you grow. And eventually after doing it for three, three months, five months, then you have stories about how you've been doing it for three months or five months and what you've learned. And then that becomes valuable. So it's almost like you gain value the more that you do it. And I, I think the other, the other important thing to remember is that particularly on a platform like LinkedIn, fear is the number one thing that holds everybody back. Whether yeah. you're, whether even CEOs are, are they, they're nervous about posting on LinkedIn because they don't want to lose clients. They don't want to embarrass themselves. So I think if you can step out, most people will just go, wow, you're brave for stepping out. And that's, that's where you start from. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's just starting. I think it's so important too, like to just start and, and just get comfortable with it. Like one thing I, in, in my mentoring program, I have them help them create their first five posts because I feel like it's just about getting them starting, getting them on the habit and creating content is really important. Uh, but before you even create content, I would just make sure that your profile looks good because um, you, you, you want to get looking profile, but you also want to get people to look at it. And so you create content that's going to help you get eyeballs into your profile. Another really good way to get eyeballs into your profile is you engaging in other people's posts. And maybe you start there. Maybe before you start, uh, engage, before you start creating your own content, you start engaging and, and seeing what other people are, uh, are posting and, and then create writing messages, not the uh, great posts kind of thing. So I know that that is, that is the one secret that I, I knew I should be doing it. And when I read it in your guide, I was like, of course, that is what I'm missing, right? Yeah. It's engaging because I was, I'm all, I've been putting out content this whole last year. But I think the reason is I am not, I'm not, rep, 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 I can't even say this, too big of a word for me to even try. I'm not giving back. I'm not adding, I'm not depositing myself for it to get enough of feedback back. So I, Tell me more about the power of engaging with other people's content. What does it do for not only your visibility, but also in, in terms of building a community? Yeah, I mean, first of all, everybody posts, this is how I think about it. Whenever anybody posts something, they want likes, they want comments, 
and they want views. Now you get those people out there that say, I don't care about likes. I don't care about views. I don't care about comments. It's nonsense. Everybody is posting because they want it to be seen. That's why you post it. If you didn't care about that, you would write it on a piece of paper and you'd bury it and nobody would see it. Then I would believe that, that you don't care. Yeah. But on social media, people are posting because they want people to see their content. So with LinkedIn, it's really interesting again, because it's so fear-based, a lot of people won't even engage with other people's content because they know that if they make a comment, all of their connections will see it. So what's, what's common to me is I'll see people that will post something on LinkedIn and it maybe it only has two comments. If that person's someone that I want to reach out to or somebody that I'm trying to connect yeah. with, if I post a comment and it's meaningful and it shows that I read what they said or I watched the video or I read the article, so I've consumed that content and I think about it and I, I write a reaction back like this is what I think or great point and this is why. If there's only three comments on there, then I'm going to stick out. Now, if I do that for a week, they're going to be like, wow, this guy is really into like my content. And then when you send a connection request, they're going to be 100% more likely to connect with you and want to talk with you because you've shown interest in them. So yeah. I think number one, that, that strategy with engaging. And I would say what grew me the most was I spent so much time engaging on other people's content that number one, I consumed so much content that I just started to understand the platform more and understood how the posts went. I learned a lot from consuming it, but really that's where the relationship started. And, and so I think on LinkedIn in particular, let's say if you're looking for a job, right? Cause a lot of college students probably looking for jobs or internships you find those companies that you want to work at and you start connecting with individuals within that company that maybe you would report to. So if you're, if you're wanting to go into marketing, you probably be working with a director of marketing or some sort of marketing professionals. You start connecting with the marketing professionals in that company. Sure. You could blast out and you could send them connection requests. Chances are they're probably not going to connect with you because they don't know you. But you know what? You, they can't stop you from following them and they can't stop you from engaging in their content because it's public. Yeah. So that's where the real power is. Like compared to like Facebook, for example, like you, you can't just comment on random people's stuff because right. privacy. LinkedIn, there's no privacy rules. So literally the CEO of T-Mobile could post something and you could be that first person that comments on it. Uh, now he probably doesn't manage his own social media, but most people they do. So it is actually that person that's posting. So it's using that, those comments. That's where the conversation starts. Now, is it going to work hundred percent of the time with everybody where you comment and they engage with you and you have a conversation? No, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to guess that 60 to 70% of the time it does work. And the more that you can show up and support other people on social media in general, the more they're going to want to show up for you as well. So when you start showing up on their newsfeed, they're going to start liking your stuff too. So it's, it's very, like you said, it's a, it's like a, it's a relationship of, of, uh, now I can't say the word now, but it's basically like, you know, you do something for someone, they're more likely to do it for you. And I used to say it all the time. If you show up for someone 20 times, they're going to show up for you. Like once, once you start building that relationship. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's again, like a lot of people struggle with engagement. And then I, I just asked them simple, like, well, how many conversations, how many phone calls did you have this week with people on LinkedIn? Well, I didn't have any. Okay. I, I had 10. So if I have 10 conversations with 10 people, 
when they see my content, they're going to know me in a different way and they're going to interact with it in a different way. So to me, when you're starting out, particularly on LinkedIn, because it's so heavily around conversation and meaningful conversation, as opposed to, you know, maybe Facebook, Facebook's probably the most similar one, but Instagram, obviously it's like, you're not going to necessarily get into like a huge dialogue on Instagram, but on LinkedIn, you can really get into some good conversations in the comments. So the more that you can do that, the more you're going to get to know people. And I think for college students, like you said, if you're not feeling comfortable putting out your own content, still engage with other people's content and let, let your strategy be an engagement strategy as you build up those relationships, as you build up those connections. And I think that's going to separate you from a lot of other people because a lot of, you know, a lot of other people on the platforms that are, you know, career people, they're, they're not even doing that. So if you're doing that as a college student, it's going to generate interest in you, especially if you're reaching out to people within the target companies you're looking to work at. Yeah, no, makes, makes, makes so much sense. I, I love that. I, honestly, that is my biggest failure. And I, I'm telling you, by the time this comes out, you guys are going to see a big improvement in me engaging in other people's content and building community that way. And I think it's so crucial uh, to do so. Um, what other advice, you know, like we're, we're getting towards the end of the podcast. What are yeah. some final pieces of advice that you want students or recent grads to take away on becoming a black belt LinkedIn ninja? Yeah. Number one, I, I just think you start from where you're at. So, you know, with, with all of this, you don't do anything if, if you don't start. So the number one thing is to start engaging with other people or start putting out your own content. And then number two, you know, get your mindset right. Don't be afraid. Like nothing ever comes, nothing good ever comes from being in a mindset that's just based in fear. Yeah. And so get rid of the fear, be bold with it, test it. And, uh, and then number three, this one's huge for me. It's just, it's about being authentic and being yourself. And the reality is, is you're going to find this out real quick when you, you know, get that job at the corporation or wherever you get the job or wherever you're working. Um, the biggest test of everything is like being yourself and being authentic to who you are. And the more that you can find yourself in environments where you're being yourself and the more you can be yourself on LinkedIn, the more you can be yourself in general, uh, the, the better you're going to do. And I think that, that that's what, that's what shines through in conversations with people is when they run into someone that's really real and really themselves, it stands out. So authenticity, uh, those, those are probably my three, uh, three big pieces of advice. Love it, man. Someone like, like you, that how much time are you spending on LinkedIn a day on yeah. average? <laughs> okay. So here's the other piece too. The more, the more you sew into anything, the more you're going to get out of it. So for me, yeah. when I first started getting serious with it, it was three to five hours a day. Um, and I'm probably, I'm probably now at about five to seven hours a day on LinkedIn content and engagement but it's also my number one business driver. So I get all of my leads, all of my business, all of it comes from LinkedIn connections yeah. and I, I don't make cold calls. And that was true for when I was in the recruiting world, I would get, I would get people asking me for agreements based on my LinkedIn connections. So, so you can develop a lot of strategies and, and I know I go into that with some of my other, uh, yeah. on my website, I got, I got a kind of a strategy on how to, how to develop business on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, I spend a lot of time. Let's put it that way. And so if, if, if people want to, that are listening to want to learn more about you, what you do with LinkedIn, what is the best way for them to connect with you? 
Definitely the best way is, uh, is on LinkedIn. I'm maxed out on the connections. So if you did want to connect with me, obviously you can just follow that. That works too. But to be able to message me or if you have questions, if you just, if you just say, Hey, I heard you on the podcast, um, you know, connect with me or, you know, I've got a couple questions. Uh, you can personalize a message on LinkedIn. So I just recommend doing that. And then I do have a, a website as well, and you can yep. reach me that way pretty easily. And that is um, www.headhuntermedia.com. And um, I've, I've got a free guide on there as well. You just got to enter your name and an email, and I'll send you a free guide. And that kind of walks you through like an hour a day. I think, no, I think I have it listed as like 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day. Um, so it's a pretty short amount of time, and it just walks you through like at a micro kind of level of what I've done how you could do it just to kind of grow over time, which is probably the best way to do it at this point anyway. No, I love it. We're going to have all those links in the show notes for you, the website and your LinkedIn, because I think it's extremely valuable and you're executing it really well and you're leading by example. You're not just saying, Hey, do this. Um, I think it works. Like, no, you're, Hey, do this. I've, I've, I've done it. This is the results. And I think yeah. that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much again for being on the show, sharing your knowledge. You really opening up. And if you, if you're a staffing agency and you're looking to really grow, if you're looking to grow your LinkedIn, I think you're the man. I think you are, man. So congratulations for your success. Thank you for being on the show. And for everybody else listening to you, catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast and the age of short attention span. This speaks volumes of you. So now if you found value in this episode, that I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.